right now. Brought to you by your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is the Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager, Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, man. Good to be on with you. And uh, uh, again, uh, onward and upward here on Thursday. All right. Well, I... We're, we're even a day later in the week, Jerry. It's already Friday. Howdy. I'm, I beg your pardon. I should know this. We haven't, uh, we've just done this about 15 years on Friday, so I might show you where my head is this morning. So, Matter of fact, I think I'm just going to call it Thursday so I can do a redo for yesterday. Hey, fair enough. You, you have a lot of credibility. I started to question myself. Um, I, I, I am curious. Obviously, it, it has not happened here before what, could you tell us about your thoughts or emotions or whatever about the Cowboys being removed from next Sunday night's primetime slot? Oh, we've had we've had times when we uh, had by agreement slot movement. You're probably going to see more of this, not just Cowboys, but in general. Uh, we like as a league, we like the flexibility that being able to move uh, our different uh, uh, media associates into uh, uh, games that have become of particular interest because the teams are playing better or they have uh, particular things that are attractive. So that's a long-winded way of saying flexibility makes a lot of difference. The issues, of course, are uh, you can't move uh, teams around when you have fans that have uh, made commitments and are planning to come to a game, and then you move them around from an area that would make that problematic. You can't do that. But some of these uh, do have some opportunities to be moved around. Um, um, as you know, I'm very involved in our television, our television uh, strategies and committees, and this is to the Cowboys' advantage, uh, and will be, because uh, over the years we've have such a huge television audience that uh, uh, the ability to be flex us and move us around can make a can uh, make a lot of difference. I'll be very candid with you. Some of the biggest ratings we've ever had have been on Sunday afternoon, and so uh, that's not a bad strategy to put the Cowboys in a potentially lesser slot, i.e., prime time, and have more eyeballs watch the NFL. Do, do you think that's why the game got flexed out, or was it to get maybe a more like playoff-centric matchup into Sunday? Well, night? I love the matchup that uh, between those two teams, uh, but uh, it uh, certainly was not unexpected, and candidly, a very possibility if we'd been sitting here with three more wins. Uh, we just uh, have the ability to put uh, excellent games into uh, prime time or uh, uh, add to uh, a slot that uh, uh, might we want, might want to juice up a little bit. Uh, all of that is uh, uh, the future of uh, managing uh, our programming in the NFL. I like all this. And, and, and a little bit about that, you kind of made that pretty clear. A lot of it has to do with what this unique season is, right? Well, again, when you start now, we didn't affect our fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this move that we had, but uh, but but the unique season is going to show us how to do some things that we would have never seen otherwise, and um, we'll we'll learn and we'll 
There will be some things we do as a league. There will be some things we do presenting our games. There will be some things that, uh, as a result of having experienced what we've done, that will become, to some degree, parts of the future. All of that's good stuff. We, we've kind of joked about this a couple times. Would y'all, would the NFL, or is the NFL considering them, based on what you're seeing, more Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night games? That I wouldn't want to uh, uh, basically come to that conclusion okay. uh, at all because uh, uh, we, we, we do have uh, certain tenants we want to, uh, we, we like Saturday for, uh, during the regular uh, parts of the season for college football, that's in everybody's best interest to have exposure there. But uh, um, make no mistake about it, uh, I can tell you firsthand, uh, the Cowboys are the premier draw there is out here in the television period. So you would take great offense at people who are trying to take away the America's team moniker then, right? Well, I understand that. Uh, conversation and that debate. It's been one that I've enjoyed. Uh, it's always been there ever since I've been involved. Uh, when uh, uh, So uh, I, I get that. Uh, I know this, that uh, as a little background, the Cowboys came along when uh, television really, in uh, 1960, when television was really um, the, the potential. Uh, Monday night football, those kinds of things were were uh, being uh, looked at, experimented with. Uh, we had Crazy Ray sitting there with holsters on and guns, sitting out in the stands, cheerleaders. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we just came in right about the time television really sunk its teeth, or the NFL sunk its team in television. Consequently, the greatest area that we have are the non-NFL population centers. And um, we, um, more often than not, are the number one. Where you don't have an NFL team, more often than not, are the most viewed. And in all NFL cities, we're either the uh, uh, the second most viewed or we're the most hated, mm-hmm. as opposed to the uh, team that's in the city. So all of that shows interest. And it's important to have that interest. Now, uh, I don't like to have that interest based upon disappointing that a lot of people thought we were going to win the Super Bowl this year with our talent. And I uh, had people saying it's the best group of talent or one of the best groups of talent. Well, that's football now. That ball's oblong, and it'll bounce on you a lot of different ways. But uh, uh, I would um, a lot rather be uh, that people uh, really chomping at the bits to uh, uh, really uh, have us uh, and viewing and looking at our games, but uh, we've got to go to work and do something about that. So, Jerry, when it comes to the rest of the season, four games left, how much will you want to use this as almost like a preseason evaluation where you guys can maybe do some things or try some things, try some players out in, in different scenarios where if you guys were – six and six, let's say, and winning the division where he'd be like, hey, we got to go all in. We got a real chance to win this thing where, you know, realistically, you guys are done and, and not going to make the playoffs that you can use this to see different things you could possibly accomplish in the future. Well, normally I would say that as you get on into the season and your, uh, your chances of getting in the playoffs are dim, then you'd want to overtly play younger players. 
we don't have that choice. We're playing the players that can walk out there and play. We don't. We, there's really not many decisions about who's going on the football field because of our injury situation, and we're basically playing with all of the backups and a lot of them that uh, uh, normally would be on our uh, practice squad. And so we got a bunch of them out there on the field. Guys that wouldn't typically be out there then? Correct. Okay. Uh, Correct. And uh, now, uh, that's that's not good because we uh, uh, usually you'd uh, you're making that balance. You're trying to bring along a young player, but you're also uh, uh, really needing the uh, – experience that you've got with the veteran player and so uh, that's what you're lining up against the in uh, uh, this particular case lining up against Cincinnati with but still uh, this football this is football and uh, football is attrition availability I would tell you is right there with ability mm-hmm. in terms of a player or in terms of a team's roster availability and it always has been. And um, even when uh, uh, we had our best years, uh, the availability and how that fell for us was a, a, a pretty dominant factor in how we played. Yeah, healthy teams. Uh, that's a that's a thing that sometimes is like luck. Jerry, one of the one of the I'm, I'm going with this uh, effort story from from Mike McCarthy and from Jalen Smith and from Zeke and what they discussed yesterday. And one of my favorite stories is Michael Irvin talking about guys when he was young saying, hey, it's OK, just collect that check. And then he went in and he called every single one of those players out. And I wanted I wanted to kind of get your version of that story. And also, do you do you open? Are you open to hearing your leaders do kind of the same thing and call other teammates out that aren't maybe given the effort that they feel they should be? Michael Irvin used to take a rookie, and when the rookie came on the Cowboys, uh, the rookie might get invited to go back home and speak at the Rotary Club, and Mike would offer the rookie. He said, how would you like me to go back home with you? And I'll make a few comments at the Rotary Club with you. He would be very much in the pocket of the rookie. And he told me the reason he does that so he can get in the pocket in the huddle with them. And he can look over in the huddle and he can basically say, now I've been with you every time. You be with me. Be a man going across the middle. Let's go. Be a football player. And Michael Irvin didn't think about leading when he got in the huddle. He was strategizing and working on it uh, a half a year before that or months before that. That normally comes with it. We, we, now, he uh, was our greatest example, Michael Irvin, of leadership. But uh, that's going on out here with the Cowboys. Make no mistake about it, and it will go on, and it will go on in the future. To that degree, I don't know. I'm saying he's the Hall of Famer at that right there. But uh, uh, it was no you – don't, you don't lead or you don't accomplish without design and without strategy. It's, it's, a, it's a misnomer to think that stuff just comes to you by the, by the second as you walk in the room. Did, did you feel then that you kind of saw some of the same lack of effort that we're hearing about? No, oh, I'm seeing I'm seeing some really good effort. We just had a guy nominated for um, uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. That's one of our best leaders, and in, um, uh, uh, in uh, Jalen Smith. 
And uh, uh, just as you do when you have ups and downs and you don't win, uh, you can see people criticizing, quote, heart, effort. You can see that. I mean, you can hear it if you want to listen, uh, listen to it, and, and that's fair to say it. But, uh, boy, I'm not uh, – uh, I see guys that are uh, trying to work the problem, trying to get better. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we've got, uh, like anybody, you've got a lot of do-overs. I'd like to start again on how we approached our defense this year. I'd like to start that over again. I'm sure everybody else would do. Where would you start with that? Well, I'd start right there, uh, uh, right the uh, first day, by the way, unfortunately, but everybody had the same thing. Uh, the first day, they were normally when training camp is over. That's, that's, uh, that's, where, they, that's where they were. And uh, I would really make sure that any changes we were making, I would want to make sure that we uh, did it in the same way that we didn't make changes on offense because we didn't think that we had the situation or we had the time to make those changes and it really be effective. We've obviously done some things. We've changed, and uh, uh, we're having a hard time uh, uh, getting those in place to be a good defense. Is, is have the, made changes. Does any of that go over to, like, the coaching decisions? Every as well? bit of it. Okay. Every bit of it. And then right past that, go right to your general manager. Right past that, go your general manager, because uh, coming through the door, the GM was eye-to-eye hiring the head coach, talking about how we were going to approach the, when he walks through the door and where he was going to go from there. That's what you do. And uh, that obviously didn't work for us this year. We know sometimes... Like, this isn't like that we've had coach that has been there uh, 10 years. He just left. So we were just coming through the door here, and we're sitting down talking about how you were going to approach things like that. Not not just a draft or a drafting a player, but uh, things like how we were going to approach. Uh, we spent a lot of time. We Several years ago, maybe 10, 11 years ago, we went from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. But when we did it, we were, it was a very reluctant, a lot of reluctance on making that move by our coach. His name was Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. And so he had a tough time buying into drafting DeMarcus Ware. He wanted to draft Spears because Spears fit both ways, 4-3 or 3-4. DeMarcus Ware was principally going to the 4-3. All we did was turn around and have the greatest draft probably we've ever had on defense and drafted Spears and Ware and Ratliff and Canty, and we were able to make the move right then and there. Had we not drafted those guys, that would have been a tough move, and probably we wouldn't have gone into it as completely. That's speculation. But there's your case. You've got to put your, uh, you've got to uh, think about the personnel when you're talking about changing your scheme. Now, we know that sports can be a very cutthroat business, especially after tough seasons and coaches and players can suffer repercussions and everything. But you mentioned yourself as the general manager. What kind of repercussions are there for, like, do you feel on yourself when y'all suffer through a bad season? You're not, you're not kidding me, are you? No. Do you think anybody is uh, uh, talking sweet about me right now? 
They, they're probably not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're not kidding each other, are we? No. The one that uh, uh, is should and does get heat in uh, various farms, but the most important thing is that you don't get a chance when you don't do it right to touch that Lombardi trophy. Do you all have any idea how much I'd write a check for if I knew for sure I could get that Lombardi trophy? Probably about and so my whole point to you is it is a big, big thing. It is the foremost thing, not money. I had money, believe it or not, when I bought the Cowboys. I gave it all up to be a part of the Cowboys. Gave all of it up to be a part of the Cowboys. There has never been but one thing, and that is win. Now you look around, and you look around over the last 30 years, and look at how many general managers, how many presidents, how many coaches, and how many people have been involved in trying to get those wins. Now that's not an excuse, but uh, there's nobody in any better shape to take any part of it and um, uh, use it to try and win the ball games from the not only the selection of the head coach, but uh, uh, the players that are playing the game and the coaches that are coaching them. All of that has to have my approval. Jerry, so you start right there, and I accept that. Jerry, you mentioned the DeMarcus Ware-Marcus Spears draft. I'm wondering, in this upcoming draft, are you going to have to have a draft like that to run Mike Nolan's system successfully? Well, uh, you put names – uh, you could uh, put name me some other fifteen coaches. If you could have a draft like that, you could get some successful uh, defense. Any coach you want to put in there. All right. Well, we we appreciate talking with you every Thursday hey, or guys. Friday morning. Hey, these are times to. Uh, these are good questions, and this is a, a very appropriate conversation. And uh, you've heard me say this a jillion times. Uh, when you work for yourself, okay, there's no firing him. you got to change him, and he's got to change the direction he's going. And I've worked uh, all my life for myself, but I've had to change directions many times. So I will change. I can change. I'm not saying I, which way I'm, I would change, but I'm capable of changing. I've had to to have any success in my life. Outstanding. Thank you very much for that, and thank you for jumping on with us every week. We'll catch you next Friday. Guys, thank you.